0: Hey tremors, so easy mode here. I've been a GM of various games for the past 25 years. I'll be the host of the podcast, bring in some much-needed information about the shadows. Hey, I'm Austin. I play Kaze in the Sinless game, and I am excited to learn more about the lore.
1: Hello everybody, I'm Tyler, aka Captain Cozy. I play Zero on the Shadowrun actual play series Sinless. It's time to get our lore going. Last
0: week on History Part One, we made it uh, we made it to 2030, and we were discussing about the birth of the UCOS and some other major players starting to come into effect and make a course mega corporations starting to crop up and become more of a thing. So we can jump right in and build right off of that. You guys ready?
1: Woohoo. <laughs> Always ready. I'm ready for, for no more real-life parallels at all.
0: Uh, well, I, I really wish I could say that there weren't, but there's still some more. Oh. I found some more. Yes. A... <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Oh, yeah?
1: Uh, I, okay.
0: <laughs> I, I, I do have to have a step back one year, though, because uh, I almost forgot the most important thing, which is the World Wide Web crashes. No. Yeah, the entire data online structure uh, is attacked. Uh, at this point, are they still using internet similar to like the current internet that what we, we have, have now? Have? Yes. Okay. Yes, internet is still how we how we have it right now, where we have keyboards and computers and cable modems and fiber lines and everything like that however on february 8th computer systems are attacked worldwide at random apparently by an unknown virus program from an unknown place and it just is unstoppable it only takes a few months and the virus collapses the entire world data network I mean, let's be fair. Like, if the entirety of the Internet was to go out tomorrow, would Mm -hmm. we really would we really be in like a worse place? You know, like those of us, those of us who were born and existed in the 90s. We remember the time uh, before the Internet Speak
1: for yourself. How am I going to get on the hub? Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I got needs.
0: Uh, What would you do? What What would would I do? do? Read a fucking book.
1: What?
0: <laughs> Analog paper? What is this? Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a.
1: It, at this point, is is paper still a thing?
2: Uh,
0: yes, paper at is. At this still point, a thing. I, I love the, I love the statement. At this point, is paper still a thing? <laughs> it's well, it becomes archa- an archaic medium. Yeah, no, no, I. I do. I, I understand it. I just... It's I an like,
1: insane sentence.
0: I Yeah, like like <laughs> trying to think from like a logistical point of like is paper still a thing? Like, what? <laughs> like, we well, have to think people even now are trying to make that push with Kindles and being able to read off your tablet and everything like that. Downloadable PDFs. Yeah, the damn Mattel Corporation with their Kindles and <laughs> not, not trying, to <laughs> trying to take down big paper. Take down big paper. Uh, for, the team. real the real letdown what would happen to all the cryptocurrency oh that's what i'm wondering okay it would be as useless as it is in modern society wait so wow. okay so we
1: we don't know what's caused this virus no it comes out from
0: yeah comes uh-huh. out of nowhere and just crashes the entire network I mean, I'm pretty sure we all know where it
1: comes from. The dark web, the dark oh, web, the Silk Road. I mean, I, I'm just Don't like talking about the glacier. Is it? Is it, <laughs> is it coming? I'm wondering if it's coming from the same place where we got, uh, or where the missile went. The Russian. Oh, you missile. mean that it
0: dis- that it disappeared? The, yeah, the nuke yeah, that was fired at Russia, and we never heard of it ever. Yeah, it just again. disappeared.
1: Yeah. And Ryan, we also got. A...
0: You know what I have to say right there is, uh, I'm. I know you can't see me, but I'm holding my hands up by my head and. Uh,
1: aliens
0: I, <gasps> I i would like to i would like to throw my conspiracy theorist hat in the ring for a second on this one yeah go ahead how do how do we know that the internet wasn't taken out by the same mysterious people who also released the crippling virus in oregon Ooh, back in the that's, 2020s that's really uh, a good point and ah. uh, we may be exploring said uh tinfoil hat that's been thrown in the ring here in a little bit as other people kind of think over along the same lines right there. Look at
1: this guy being a host and historian. This, <laughs> what, a, what a champion. Noble Anna Scholar. Jeez.
0: Ah catch me on my upcoming <laughs> history channel debut. <laughs> <laughs> on the trid? On the trid, of course, because man, when we get trid, can can you just imagine that for a second? Fully 3D television.
1: I mean, hey, my brain went exactly where you thought I was going to go. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> how was <is> this- <laughs> uh, can only
0: imagine. I mean, you're going it- with it, but you know what? If it's going the same place my brain is, that's what's going to drive the industry. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, like, let's be realistic. It's why Blu ray was successful when uh, blu-ray and hd dvd came hell out yeah, hd brother. dvd was a that... better format because it had more space available per disc than blu-rays did Amen. but blu-rays had porn uh... <laughs> like, well, like we'll just say that's what we're talking about right clearly clearly we know everybody's aware yeah this is what we're talking about right? like, we're talking, yeah <laughs> Got to get that empty knowledge in, you know? Word,
1: homie. So, yeah, so...
0: (laughs) Empty. I don't know about you guys, but I feel pretty full right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everything crashes. um, Everything goes bad. Yes. Again. uh,
0: The the U.S. Oh Well, it happens a lot. It goes bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the U.S. Uh, U.S.
1: or UCAS? Still
0: technically U.S. They haven't been officially uh, recognized yet. Like, the paperwork is in but uh they haven't made they haven't they haven't made that super public yet it happens on, a little, little bit later in 2030 still. okay well gotcha. you know when you de- when you get rid of an entire government and then try to bring it back i'm, I'm sure paperwork piles up <laughs>
1: well, we still have it <laughs> but i can't wait till US we will... finally look back sorry i'm just saying no, no, i'm just go saying ahead. like i can't wait till we finally look back at paperwork Like, man, remember when we used to do everything on paper?
0: (laughs) Remember, you can actually hold it physically in your hand and hear the crinkling. (laughs) Now you just have to make sure you don't drop your screen. Oh, God. (laughs) The U.S. will try to combat the virus program by using experimental, quote-unquote, cyber terminals. Hmm. This is top secret, obviously. This originates from some DARPA work in the military where they're using basically it's instead of a personal computer, each individual has their own server basically for the first cyber terminal. It's the size of a server. And they're going to try and have this elite group that they have codenamed Echo Mirage. To combat the virus. Cool. Each one of this first team of Echo Mirage that's using a cyber terminal to try to combat the virus dies. They fail.
1: Oh, not
0: cool. Things continue to ramp up and get worse. There are, you know, space stations in orbit, right? Uh, well, the, uh... the crash virus gets up into the space stations it permanently disables three stations uh, while more than half of the other stations suffer a fatal system failure in the majority of all cases everyone on board is killed
1: oh oh because the the like life Life support and everything just
0: gone yeah it's all run on a computer Damn. that they wish they had some paper up in those space
1: stations. <laughs> Just make a paper bag. Trees, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will go a little more globally this time around for things that happen Be- because of the crash. It affects the entire world. The UK and Ireland close their borders. They cease all traffic in and out. Uh, After regrouping from their first attempt at combating the crash virus and studying the data from the Echo Mirage team, they recruit another team and get ready to try again. (laughs) The worst part happens in April, though, where despite all of our security measures that are in place for data corruption or anything like that happening to the country... The crash virus infects the National Air Traffic Control Network.
1: Oh, no.
0: 27 planes crash within two hours. I remember that episode of Breaking Bad.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. What a callback.
0: Just the most horrible, right?
1: Damn. (laughs) And I was here joking about internet porn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In the Seattle Metroplex, the Redmond district is dependent on the computer industry. They completely collapse because of this crash virus. Crime escalates so quickly that local law enforcement sets up barriers around the district. And this is what causes Redmond to become Redmond barons. They never recover. Damn. So that's why the real estate's so cheap out there? That is why the real estate is so cheap out there. Yes.
2: Hmm.
0: There are attempts made later that we'll probably get into when we start talking about narrowing in on the Metroplex and each of the districts. Um, Redmond has had mega corporations come in and try to set up these industrial plants and everything. And some of them that you come across out in Redmond Barrens look like miniature castles with the amount of walls and protective gear that's been put up around them. And then everything else is just destroyed or abandoned. Are, are those like castle places like occupied still? Or were they like the some attempt of them, to refortification and then they just got abandoned when it didn't work out? Some of them are, uh, and then others are defunct have already been picked clean from the vibration pulling out. Why didn't we make our Colton there? For I mean, right, to understand what I'm talking about, make sure that you listen to the Sinless Pod. The, <laughs> the, watch <laughs> the VODs for the Sinless uh, RP pod. game that we're playing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Maybe you could bring, bring that up on. to what, the rest of the yeah, team why, did,
0: why didn't we build our, our Colton a castle, man? That would have been <laughs> so much better. Hey, you could always Jeez. try and find one. That's fair. You know what? I bet Galahad has a lead on one. Oh, well, of course, with a name like (laughs) Galahad. (laughs) Uh, The next attempt at trying to combat the crash virus by the Echo Mirage team happens around August. They have improved cyber terminals this time. And they jump back in to try and fight this crash virus to get it contained. 18 minutes after they enter, via the cyber terminals four members are dead from lethal biofeedback
1: i'm sorry lethal biofeedback
0: yes when we get to the matrix topic and deckers we will learn about something called dump shock where you're running on a network right and you're trying to infiltrate it from your cyber terminal well There are these programs that get put in place, and this all comes about because of fighting the crash virus. They develop these programs that it's called ICE. And ICE comes in many different forms. You can have detection ICE, there's killer ICE, there's defense ICE. And there are all these specific computer programs put in place to try to detect intrusion, and then neutralize it. So if a Decker goes in to a network he's not supposed to be, and he's trying to hack in, he'll encounter these pieces of ice. And the more, he, the more time he spends in the system, the more likely he is to get detected. And once he gets detected, then the killer ice starts compounding and attacking him. And There are some safety procedures put into place into cyber decks where you're not instantly getting a bunch of feedback from the Killer Ice, but if it builds up too much, then you take lethal damage, and that's what's called Dump Shock. You'll just be dumped out of your Cyberdeck. I always thought that Dump Shock was after you got done eating at Chipotle. (laughs) That's a completely different type of Dump Shock. Oh, okay, fair (laughs) enough that leaves brown stains the uh, dump shock i'm talking about just fries your brain
1: <laughs> <laughs> which one's worse really that's,
0: that's that's not nearly as fun to be honest <laughs> so from this second echo mirage team where they tried to send them in they do learn that There is no computer security protocol in existence that can slow down a cyber terminal user at this point. They don't have the ICE programs that anybody that has a cyber terminal could basically hack whatever they wanted and no one would be able to stop them. Yeah, luckily it's still top secret at this point.
1: I mean, at least there's that. (laughs) Uh,
0: In November of twenty. November 28th, still in 2029. The third Echo Mirage team goes in with the newly learned techniques from the last attempt that now allow them to isolate and contain the virus. I mean, look, man, you can't make an omelet without killing a few people, okay? That's just... <laughs> As the, the saying
1: goes, yeah. look,
0: they had to go through three different teams. Uh, they're equipped with new combat programs and beefed up, slimmed down cyber terminals. So now cyber terminals are going from server size to now it's more of a large briefcase at this point. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah, when they're like integrating with the system to like go in and try to fight this virus, are mm-hmm. we are we talking about like a reboot situation? Where like they're literally like physical avatar manifestations of people inside of like a cyber realm fighting like virus monsters. <laughs> so no, <laughs> we're, uh, we're sadly not in that this reboot. Is, this situation entire thing yet. was way more exciting in my head up until about <laughs> well, 10 seconds ago. <laughs> you're, you're getting ahead of yourself because okay, that is what okay. it, it does eventually become. Okay, that's fair. As long as we get there, then I'm fine yes, with it. We do, we do eventually get there. And yeah. one, of the, one of the cool things, uh, and again, this will come up in the when we get more into the Matrix, is you can do this thing. Uh, you can apply this piece of tech to your cyber terminal called a reality filter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And whenever you dive into the Matrix, your reality filter will set what everything looks like. Oh that's cool. So you can just oh, wow. like, so, so you so, can make it whatever you want like, you can just skin uh, if the you world. want it to be yeah if you want it to be a medieval world that you explore that's the overlay that gets put in and then specific icons will be uh, skinned over like if it's an attack icon now suddenly it's a knight on horseback or if it's a detection oh, icon maybe no. it's like a thief hiding in the corner looking at you I'm now just literally imagining the Cybernet version of white knighting being literal white knights. Oh, yeah. You can, on you the can now be literal white knights. Oh, no. My lady.
2: <laughs> Riding up
0: in their full plate with fedora. So, with, I was going sure to say, make your fedora. Yeah. <laughs>
1: At last, rise, <laughs> rise, up, series. brothers! we Reality
0: is about finally. I will be
1: recognized for my greatness. <laughs> it's
0: what I've always
2: <laughs> dreamed of.
0: Uh, yeah, if, I mean, to make it even more relatable, you could uh, you could turn your reality filter into a. Magic: The Gathering card game.
1: All right, you know how to play exactly to my um, addictions. Yes, and, I do. Uh, <laughs> I feel exposed, but also give me, yeah. <laughs> okay. give me, give
0: me. I'm there are some systems though that will not allow you to use the reality filter. Like if you're hacking into a specific system, it might only be whatever there. specific overlay is yeah Yeah. it'll it'll override regulated but if you're just tooling around in the matrix doing whatever you can have it look like whatever you want i would want my reality filter to just be that everything is a professional wrestling organization (laughs) so every conversation every conversation is carried out like you're cutting a promo against somebody (laughs) that would be intense had uh one guy play in a game with with me once and he was a Decker and his chosen, since he was a, uh, he's a big math guy, his chosen oh, augmented no. reality filter was just equations. Oh, God. So attack programs would look like multiplication signs. Detection programs would be division. What a nerd. Was, yeah, that's what I thought. I went, truly, no, their heaven. Your dedication just I respect it, but at the same time, why? It it, it makes me think of that Triosa Horror episode of The Simpsons uh where they do Nightmare on Elm Street and they show Martin's dream and he's the he's the wizard of mathematics or whatever. <laughs> like jumping
2: <laughs> That's I all I can imagine.
0: All of the subtraction and addition. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean you know i think that that i think that that could work as long as you're good with one-liners like 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 you're about to shoot like a spell at somebody and you just went i accounted for the variables blah like that would be that would be all right that's fair that's fair (laughs) (laughs) so now we can take our first true step into 2030 I, um, We've arrived. Oh, we have. We have arrived. We live in a utopia now. Yeah, everything a is okay. Well, no, well, 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 We'll start. We'll start with something fun. How about that? Yay! Yay! Nothing fun happens in Chicago. I already know you're lying to me. Uh, I'm not. No, this is fun in Chicago. <laughs> SimSense gets an added boost in design and concept when this guy named Dan Truman of truman technologies founds an entire colony of writers painters and other artistic experts to work on the simpsons chips and then they created giant alien brain monsters that they dropped into (laughs) every major city in order to bring humanity together yes we've all no no we know how this we know what happens (laughs) look look the bug spirits haven't gotten there yet okay we're not that far I don't know what that means, and I'm terrified by that statement. Oh, oh you should God. absolutely be terrified by that statement. There's some <laughs> foreshadowing for you. Man, that was some
1: day one. Welcome to Shadowrun. It sucks here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, SimSense is awesome. That's the one where you get to put on your virtual reality goggles and then live out being there... in, in your favorite movie or TV shoot.
1: <laughs> okay. in In our campaign, aren't those like opium dens?
0: Yeah they have the better than life chips which are called beetles right and mm. the difference between the beetle and the regular simsense chip is the restrictions are pulled off of the beetle and the sensory input is turned up to 11 Fine. so it's like sensory overload to the max and that's why people get addicted is because it just it feeds that sensory addiction and you never want to let it go. It's better
1: than reality could ever yeah, be it's kind of thing. Better
0: than reality. Un- unfiltered copium. For unfiltered. an example, I do have an example. This happened in one of our runs. There they the team infiltrated this place, right? And one of their leaders that was at this location, this cult leader had a better-than-life chip installed that he never removed that he believed he was the Dark Lord Sauron from Lord of the Rings.
1: Just truly in his heart of hearts. In his
0: heart of hearts, and everybody else were his orc minions. Well, you know... That was the life he was living.
1: It's lonely at the top. At least he got especially
0: orcs. especially when you're a big fiery eye, right?
1: Oh, oh! I wasn't even. I was. Oh, not even like
0: Mace. Yeah, he wasn't even like Necromancer Sauron. He was the Tower Sauron. That's like the worst reality Oh, I'm you could so ever bored. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all I do is sit in here all day. It's okay, guys. I like to watch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Uh, go bring me the things. Find me the One Ring. I lost it. I don't know where it's at. Did anybody see my contact? It fell out. (laughs) (laughs) But now back to the bad. I'm sorry. In the Seattle Metroplex. There is a small little company. Called uh, CNC technical industries. And they're the ones that have their tinfoil hats on and accuse as technology of engineering and releasing the crash virus now is cnc technologies in any way attached to cnc music factory it is not okay i just wanted to clarify the plot i understand yes so cnc Tech decides to launch a series of assaults on Aztec As technology facilities because remember corporations are their own entities at this point.
2: Yay. So what,
0: what better use of your assets than to raid somebody else's <laughs> than war <laughs> right? with other companies.
1: We need more.
0: However, CNC was not prepared to take on Aztec technology and Aztec technology defends itself and completely wipes them out. And as technology are the ones that um, are in charge of Knight Errant, right? No, Aries is in charge of Aries is Knight Errant. Okay. As technology, and we'll get into this when we hit the uh, the corporations Mm -hmm. segment of our podcast. They actually excel in worldwide food goods. Oh. Yeah, a lot of the food that you're eating at the Stepper Shack or the Taco Temple comes yeah, from that's Taco yeah, technology, right? Okay, yep. Yeah. Comes from an as technology subsidiary.
1: Hell yeah. I stand as technology. Just as technology even has if, a
0: very checkered past. Even if which they we'll did get
1: allegedly into. crash the internet and cause
0: <laughs> <of laughs> allegedly. That's but, allegedly. But taco temple am i right guys like i feel like i feel like you know the ends justify the means here
1: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) the temple provides yeah who
0: cares that they're running a genocidal campaign in the yucatan peninsula
3: (laughs) yeah it's like it's
0: it's like finding out that the that the uh that the creator of taco bell was also part of the manhattan project like you know (laughs) yes what kind of at the end of the day I still get a cheesy gordita crunch and world peace Cheesy soy gordita crunch You know
1: Yeah wash it down with some freedom (laughs) With some freedom
0: Uh, I only drink diet freedom (laughs) We're fresh out of diet freedom I'll I'll take freedom zero (laughs) (laughs) So to prevent any such Misunderstandings of completely Wiping out another corporation In the future the most powerful corporations in Seattle came together to form the United Corporate Council. I was really hoping that it was going to be the Justice Friends. Uh, it's not that there's no Superman. next time. I'm sorry. Next, next time. time. Yeah. But the United Corporate Council is going to become important because mm, they start doing some things. They start doing some things. Hell yeah. And I'm sure that they're all for the greater good. The Greater good. Uh, no, no, really not, no. <laughs> what are some uh, of those things that they get into so we'll we'll get there we'll get there okay, i promise okay, uh, it's, okay. it's coming right. just All know right. that they're founded in 2030 the gotcha. corporate council comes about in okay. 2030 to prevent these little tiffs between so the, the other corporations so the corporate council is supposed to be like the un of of corpse that will eventually be mega corpse uh-huh. in the future okay that is gotcha. correct on october 15th the ucos is officially recognized the treaty Yay! is signed the, the merger is all done uh this includes canada's major industrial center but more importantly, the remaining natural resources that Canada can provide. And everybody gets a second Independence Day! Woo! Whee! Whee! October 15th!
1: Yay!
0: New Independence Day and Spooky Holiday! Yay! Ooh. Win, win, win!
1: Spooky
0: Independence right? Day? Woo! <laughs> Ooh. To round out the end of the year in 2030 in the winter, in the Salus Salish Sheed area. So that na- uh, Native American nation from nowhere, three previously unknown elves begin a swift rise to power in the southern region which would be in Oregon.
1: Uh okay, Oregon elves. Uh-huh. Are they part of the Salish Sheed? the
0: Tier? Are they part of the Tier?
1: This is what starts the tier. Um, okay. Let's go. The,
0: the tier hasn't come about yet, but these three with their rise to power definitely gets that ball rolling. The three members that stand out are Athene Oaken Forest, wow. Sean Latverty, and Lou Sherhan.
1: Okay. Today, the Sean, first the first, is...
0: the, the first one sounds like a dwarf, the second <laughs> one sounds like an elf and the third one sounds like a shady businessman. <laughs> all elves. Okay, that's fair. I'm all just, shady business elves. All probably shady businessmen as well. <laughs> the that second name should sound real that's familiar. That's the one because uh we were recently doing um a thing. Oh, that was the same guy. Yeah. That's the same guy. Yeah. Ah. And, uh, he makes his appearance in late 2030.
1: Okay. Hmm. I okay. And so you said two that elves happens or three? That happened in
0: 2060. Three. Oh, three. Okay. There's Oak forest, Latverdy, and sure- Surehand. Sure. They are joined by one more around the same time. A very soft spoken author known only as Aaron the Scribe. Ooh. And they all appear in Portland. Hint. That guy that guy sounds like hint he's hint gonna hint. send that guy sounds like he's gonna send me on a mysterious quest. You know
1: It is I, Aaron the Scribe.
0: He has a very checkered past what? of sending people on quests. <laughs> kind k- kind of. Yes, yes, yes. yes, 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 yes. Maybe he sent some people on quests. He's someone that we'll definitely revisit at a later time. He, he, has, he's a major, he becomes a major power player in oh. the whole Shadowrun universe. I am excited to learn
1: more. Wow, <laughs> and I really this thought this was mysterious like... NPC. Yeah, he's a side quest <laughs> NPC.
0: Right? You think he is, and that's huh. what it sounds like with his name, but no, he's, he's got some more clout. Cool. And now we're at 2031. Yay! That's what time it is. Downer uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we're about to correlation. Yay. When I look at my when I look at my watch for Shadow Run, the only time on there is Downer time. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, set, the Euro Wars begin. Guess how they start. Uh,
1: corporate greed. Russia invades Eastern Europe. Th- that was my second guess. <laughs>
0: you know, once again, I didn't want to be right, so I wasn't going to say anything, but you know. <laughs> uh, nothing like those crazy correlations,
1: huh? Any, yeah. any, uh, yeah, I was going to say, is there a very specific place that they invade?
0: So they don't invade the specific place that you're probably thinking of right now that would really make it way too close to real world. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they actually invade Poland. Oh. Oh. I mean, historically, yeah. it's worked before. Yeah. Well, it has, and it works once again because in April, Poland surrenders.
1: After how long?
0: Started in January.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Also in April, Germany uh, Russian forces invade Eastern Germany. So,
1: Well, dang, yeah. Europe?
0: So Russia just goes, you know, we saw those corps doing all this land grab, and we thought we'd <laughs> get in on that too. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah do- Europe goes through its own version of land grabs, and okay. uh, oof.
1: Do they have their oof. own governments?
0: Yeah, a lot of their governments still kind of stand.
1: America, hey. once again, being trendsetters. Gotcha. Now,
0: one of the things that I have been wondering, um, like, going into the future, you know, like the 2030 timeline and stuff, how, is, like, how are, like, cars and everything affected? Well? Because from everything that we've kind of gone through with the game so far... Mm-hmm. I, it, it seems like cars are relatively unchanged to how they are currently. The major change comes with the invention of Autonav, which are, which is like self driving car systems. Yeah, it okay. it gets installed in every car.
3: Every gotcha. car
0: that rolls off the assembly line at some point has Autonav installed on it, and if you really want to, you can click on your auto nav set your destination and have your car drive gotcha i know this seems like a weird tangent with what we were just talking about but poland's major export is uh, auto components so i was like you know maybe mm-hmm. russia just wanted to get a leg up on the auto industry so That's why it I very was like, well could what's be what's going on you know who knows <laughs> i mean that that could have been what they were after okay so euro wars break out russia starts invading they're making their way across europe and in terms of the costs, effect, like, how does that affect the UCAS at this point? It doesn't, really. The UCAS pretty much stays out of this. They don't really do anything to help. Okay. Uh, unfortunately. So we just but go, with, with man, this, those Russians, you, to, you know? Jeez, well, you, you have bubble. to realize you've lost you've lost almost half the country with seceding all of the land back to the native American nation. So you're dealing right, with that. Yeah. yeah and half, at the half same of the time US is man at this point, and I'm sure that they don't
1: give a fuck what's happening over in Europe. Right right? Now.
0: Yeah. At the same time, you've just ratified becoming the UCOS. Gotcha. And there's going to be problems with that because a bunch of the Southern states are not going to approve. Right. And they're about to do their walkout that's coming here in just a bit. Gotcha. But that's most likely why we're not seeing any kind of support from the UCOS over into Europe, is because America's already been split in half, and we're still trying to build some semblance of a government again. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, in regards to the UCAS at this point, then going forward, uh, in the words of the venerable King George, what comes next? <laughs> so next, November 3rd, the Echo Mirage team that went in, the third team that went in to eradicate the crash virus, finally succeeds. Okay. Okay. Only, only seven members of the original 32 are still alive. Hey, oh. that's that's you know like a solid quarter-ish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not better so than many. zero. It is better than zero. However, four of those survivors move to the private sector and they take the secrets of cyber terminal technology with them. Whoa. So they do this thing top secret to eradicate the virus. And then four of the seven survivors just vanish with this technology.
1: What could they have done if they had provided like insights about that?
0: Well, it was specifically, the, the cyber terminal technology was specifically only being utilized by the military at this time. It's not in the public domain or for public use yet. They were using it to take care of this ridiculous virus so they've grabbed these four people have grabbed the technology and remember what they found out last time that they started utilizing this was anybody that has a cyber terminal potentially cannot be stopped
1: oh i see oh so if someone like one of those survivors use that as is it. yeah yeah they can
0: affect whatever system they want oh no one okay. can stop them so four of them just up and vanish
1: so in a way are they heroes uh i guess that it depends on villains. your point of view yeah yeah i guess so because hmm. the hacker
0: world would see them as heroes because they introduced the hmm. technology but the governments of the world probably hate them <laughs>
1: Oh, that's fair. I guess I'm just thinking of it from the perspective of, like, they could have, could they have feasibly sold this information on how to, you know, properly weaponize technology to this extent?
0: They could. I think a few of them do in the coming years. They come forward. Uh, The next thing that happens, December 25th, hooray, (laughs) the second generation cyber terminals are reduced to a desk-sized cocoon.
1: What was that sentence?
0: The, you have to remember the cyber terminals they were using were the like server farms yeah. beforehand. Oh. Now they're, okay. now they're like a desk size thing that you can sit in. Oh. So with more affordable manufacturing costs, retail prices make it feasible for them to be released as consumer electronics. This is where you see the introduction of cyber terminals to the masses.
1: Oh, okay. So it's a consumer level technology now, or it's, it's like manufacturing capabilities. Yeah. At the fair. end of, oh,
0: okay. at the end of 2031, they're able to make something that you could potentially put in your home.
1: Okay. Cause when you said desk size computer cocoon,
0: uh-huh.
1: my brain immediately thought we were getting cyber spiders and I got kind of excited and scared at the same time. <laughs> That would uh, be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> but also, it wouldn't be that surprising for Shadowrun. Like, that just seems like a norm. I mean, yeah.
0: Maybe later. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we get to bug spirits, things get mm. things get so much worse. We're on to 2032. Okay. Uh, this is where we get the corporate court comes back into play. So remember where they formed the corporate council, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the corporate court goes and initiates a hostile takeover of the global financial services, and they are successful. So the corporate court becomes the primary creditors of the World Bank. So all major corporations own the banks now? Correct. Okay, cool. I'm still not seeing a downside. (laughs) Yeah, they take over completely. <laughs> Meanwhile, the UCOS uh, with the merging of the United States and Canada is nearly derailed when senators from Alabama and Georgia instigate a major walkout of the Southern Bloc legislatures. And I'm I'm sure that they had a perfectly justifiable reason for doing so. It doesn't really give a, a decent reason. They just didn't really? approve. The representatives from 14 other states will later meet in Atlanta to discuss secession from the UCOS, and that is what is going to form the COS. COS, Yeah, hell yeah! And I know that that's what Tyler's excited to talk about, so we should get there. Wait we're here. We're going. <laughs> uh, good news for your Lone Star. If you're a Lone Star, and I am fan in. September of this year, after buying out seven corporations in two months, Lone Star is granted extraterritoriality. They become a large enough corporation to qualify for the. To be, a, to be yeah. a solo existing corp entity. Yes. Gotcha. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. So how much of the rest of the UCOS outside of the Seattle Metroplex is um, like governed by Lone Star? Not a lot, actually. The, the greater UCOS on the eastern seaboard, you'll probably see more knight Errant security offices than oh, okay. you will Lone Star. Lone Star gotcha. is primarily more cost. They may win some contracts that are up in the UCOS, but you're more likely to see Knight-Arant gotcha. in the greater UCOS than you are uh, Lone Star. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's it's, just, it's just equal contracts in the Metroplex. Right, yeah. right. okay. Gotcha. Uh, also, interesting news in this time in August, is when fully immersive VR-based technologies make their way into the market. And the corporate court spearheads an effort to rebuild the virus-shattered grid, replacing it with the VR technologies. And that resultant grid is what becomes the matrix. So thanks to the corporate council and virtual reality, you get the matrix. So this is when we get our true realization of our corporate cocoon structures just becoming full-on cum cocoons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you just want to plug in, yeah, this is when it would start. Tyler, your dream is in 2032. We're almost there, buddy.
1: I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait.
0: Cannot wait. So o- many obligatory.
1: Obligatory. You slut!
0: A bonk right here. Few bonks. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next year, twenty thirty three. The corporate court relocates the global financial services headquarters. They take it off Earth.
1: Off Earth.
0: Off of Earth. Yes. The centralized. The centralized world bank is no longer on Earth. It is on the Zurich orbital habitat. Sick.
1: I'm sorry. When did this happen?
0: This happens in March of 2033. Well, I, I, I think what Tyler means is when did the uh, orbital habitat become a, a factor <laughs> <Yeah>. in, <laughs> in establishing this? So, the habitats are still there from the virus crash. It's just they're uninhabited.
1: The, okay. ha- I'm, the habitats
0: there are only three, to my knowledge, and Zurich is the major one. Yeah, because I, 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 feel like in the first episode we briefly mentioned, that, uh, touched on how there were that the habitats were akin to like the ISS. Yes. Yeah. They're just they're slightly upgraded to where they have some better living quarters, and they'll be larger than what we know of as the, uh, the ISS currently. Gotcha. Cause it's, it's more of like as a habitat, I'm assuming it's more of like an actual place for people to live rather than just being like a science research station type type Mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. There were three, the, uh, no four, there were four other stations in orbit back in 2029. Mm -hmm. And they were the ones that get wiped out in the crash virus. Gotcha. But they're still, they're still there. They don't degrade in orbit and fall back to Earth. They, they just, just exist. They just exist, and no one is sent back up until after the crash virus is handled. Okay. And so once that is, then the corporate court elects to take over one of them, rename it the Zurich Orbital, and move the central bank to there. Gotcha. So now all major transactions... <laughs> are in space <laughs> so oh. what's the what's the conversion rate for you cost dollar reduce to space bucks That's what I <laughs> well we don't go to space bucks yet we're still in the new yen uh but let me see oh yeah so a quick question as well when um the when the corporations take over the banking system is that when the the new yen becomes like the like is it like a globally implemented currency system yes okay okay so that Cause... so i'm I, and i'm assuming that that was because the corporations wanted to not have to deal with you know Inflation and, and exchange rates yes, and conversion yes. factors, so they just decided to make everything yes in okay. Uh, the UCOS dollar still exists mm-hmm. and is still the, the national currency of the, the UCOS, but the new yen is a global currency. Uh, uh. and one new yen is worth four UCOS dollars. So it's a solid conversion rate, man. Time to time to invest in the new and the for the resurgence of the new yen or of the the U cost dollar. Right? Yeah, it's coming back around, man. It's basically mm-hmm. like gold, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> just gonna get that spike again, huh? Yeah, you just get your know, wait. Buy the dip, bro. Buy the dip. Oh jeez. <laughs> uh we get one of our first major metahuman legal cases in twenty thirty three two. Hang on real quick in, in, in 2060, does the UCAS dollar still exist or has it been like completely phased out by that point? No, it still exists. Okay. Going forward in sinless, I'm going to request that all of our jobs are paid out in UCAS dollars. instead you, of, new yen. you you can absolutely request paper money <laughs> if you really want it. I do. And, and oh I'm, I, and, and I still want the, the rate to be the same. But it's just gonna seem like we're making so much more money by doing these runs. <laughs> it's gonna be like, great, but you're not.
1: I know, I know. But boys, it's we just got thirty thousand oh, UCOS bucks. Woo! Yeah.
0: Woo! yeah,
1: We're UCOS rich boys.
0: Oh, God, you want, you want that in bearer bonds? <laughs> we,
1: we're hundred airs, boys. <laughs> hundred
0: airs. Woo! We've done it.
1: Woo-hoo, we did it.
0: Oh gosh. Also, one <laughs> one other thing uh, that I did want to dip back around to because it was something that we had brought up in the first episode mm-hmm. and then we got really sidetracked with Lone Star at the end of the episode. <laughs> sure. Um, but we, we never really touched on the introduction of magic into the world. That's fair. Magic does make a big splash mm-hmm. in uh, early... Well, now late 2028 to 2029 is when magic becomes mainstream, basically. Okay. Cause we, we started talking about the, uh, the snake oil salesman and his crazy tonics. And then yes. from there we ended up getting sidetracked into right Lone star. So, so from, wanted from to touch 2028 from 2028 is when magic officially becomes recognized, uh, it's actually when the university of Chicago incorporates a magical studies into their philosophy department.
1: Okay. That's dope.
0: And then later on in the 2030s, if you learn or know how to do healing magic, you still must apply for a medical license to use it.
1: That makes sense. You have yeah, to have a nursing degree, a midwife's
0: yeah. degree or go to med school to be able to use healing magic and it becomes uh a part of hospital protocol too. They'll have a a, med- a, a magic medical wing. Most yeah, that hospitals makes sense. will.
1: You you got to be a doctor to be
0: a doctor. I can
1: I can get on board with even that if that you got, out. Even if you get a cheat code and you have magic powers, Mm-hmm. Hey, man,
0: they still went to four years of magical medical school. All right. You show some respect. <laughs> yeah, as well, long you have did. to think you have to think it would probably take longer because you have to have your medic your magic training first. And who knows uh-huh. how long you do that and then go to med school. Right. Well, I mean, if oh. Harry Potter's taught me anything, it's at least seven years <laughs> that, that you have to go for your magic, for your magical training. And then another hey, as long as they get four sorted, years, right. Four to six as long years as on top. sorted. <laughs> Four what? To six years on top of that, so yeah, you're talking about like a 15 year degree. Like at that, like at that point, would you still refer to your doctor as doctor, or would you refer to him as magus? Like what? What's oh, the? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't know. Yeah, what's the preferred nomenclature for magical? Yeah, doctor? what is the abbreviation <laughs> for magic? Uh, I assume yeah. I assume they still keep the doctorate. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But of course, people on the street will go by magus or. The sorcerer or something like that. Sure. Uh also uh Tyler to answer your question, I believe that the acronym for medical doctors is P.H. Dabracadabra.
1: Oh my. God. <laughs> you know, I refuse to see it as anything but that.
0: Sort me right into John Hopkins, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ten <laughs> points for NYU Medical. <laughs> Minus fifty points for Duke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad you okay.
0: asked yes about Magic. Okay, so we. So, I wonder so, if the NCAA gets involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Quidditch has to be a recognized. <laughs> the <NCAA>. It already <laughs> is in our <laughs> world. It already
1: is in some. University. So that's my well. true. That's, a- ASU that's does have,
0: <laughs> ASU has a collegiate Quidditch team. That's very true. That is a factual this is, statement. This is the world we're yeah. running towards, people. Now- I will say it is not NCAA accredited. You cannot <laughs> <give it laughs> yeah. not oh. get a full ride scholarship to ASU for playing Quidditch. Maybe you can if you could just get it on ESPN, the Oat Show. Yeah, ESPN <laughs> 8 definitely has collegiate Quidditch as part of their lineup, that's for sure. Oh.
1: All right, so, uh, that's so a bold we have statement cotton. That's a bold <laughs>
0: statement. So so we've got medical magic. What about like so at what point do we get like commercialized magic and like generalized magic? Around this same time. Okay. In the 2030s. Like, so 30s, so what is will set up what are called talismongers? So uh, what, some people will get into enchanting. What was like the emergence of magic like within the world? Like like how did it like well, first kind of all was, come about? It was very destructive the first time it was ever displayed. Remember the ghost dance? Right. right okay the so Native that was Americans like... display it first and you see but... it with giant tornadoes appearing out of nowhere and four volcanoes erupting at the same time but outside of like the ghost dance scenario, what is like normalized magic coming about in the world kind of like so outside of that when other people starting to get it uh, aside from shamans where you're you're getting more of the hermetic mages that study spell design and are able to draw, you know, the chalk summoning circles and bring forth elementals. Mm-hmm. That's when it starts to be more recognized of oh well this is a real thing now. Now okay. we really need to study it and find out more. And you they slowly start to discover things over the years like elemental manipulation magic, the summoning magic, um, healing magic, detection spell magic illusion magic things start to to come and develop over the years as more of these things are studied it's still a slow process and they're mm. still discovering new things mm. even up into like the 2080s mm. cuz magic is still a rising ever changing thing right and there are some events that happen that will show the changes uh, a little more drastically that come in the the later years, especially okay. in twenty in the 2050s, and then one more event in the 2060s that I know of. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, there there was. There was I I I kind of was also leading us into the origins of magic here because I will admit I I was slightly given something about the origination of magic by mm-hmm. uh, Karma. When I was watching his stream yesterday, uh, Karma is the person who plays the character of Odo on the Sinless uh, (laughs) RP that we play. And uh, he brought up the fact that the first magic user was a ferret? I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. Let me confirm. So the ferret that he is referring to is the Sentry ferret which was mm. the first awakened animal discovered
3: uh, when okay. magic
0: starts to creep back into the world. And apparently the ferret has a unique sensitivity to the ebb and flow of mana in the astral plane. Uh, so it was able to detect mana before mana was kind of manifested as like this thing that everybody started to know about. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. That, that makes a lot more sense. I was yeah. I'm not going to lie, I was really excited about the prospect of like this <laughs> ferret running around casting fireball and magic missile and stuff. Like I thought so that, not, that would have been pretty sick. Not a lot of awakened critters actually have like casting powers. Mm, okay. There are a few that do, but not not very many of them actually. And we can get into a whole thing about awakened critters cuz I have two full books on them
1: <laughs> really just about yes, critters
0: just about critters there's wow. the critters of north america and the critters of europe
1: and this is awakened critters
0: the only awakened critters yeah it talks about their abilities how tall they are what regions they are in the world like where they're at um and a lot of the information uh, in those books is given from the perspective of like uh, a nature hunter.
1: Oh, so it's it's like um, a species book or something.
0: Yeah, you can look at it like it's a monster manual if you oh, really cool. wanted to. Oh, okay, cool. Because it, it gives super supernatural. Animals. Yeah, just for supernatural animals. Okay, cool. Some people so, keep them as pets. Other people hunt them. Some people uh, in the magic community hunt some of them for their magical properties to use in enchanting. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense, too. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, that sweet, sweet ground up unicorn horn, you know, there's no high quite like it. <laughs> you know, and I think unicorns actually exist in Europe. We're no longer chasing the dragon. We're chasing the unicorn, man. <laughs> I always have been. Uh, that's my secret. <laughs> uh, I do know that the wild hunt uh, is a thing in Europe. Yo,
1: wait for real,
0: for real. Oh my god, the wild hunt is an actual entity in Run in Run. That's Europe.
1: awesome. Like an ongoing <laughs> one, or uh,
0: it comes about every so often. Um, and it's in a specific, it's in a few specific areas. But if it hunts you, that's not good. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> cool. It'll hunt, on, you.
0: It'll hunt you through the astral. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm excited for when we start talking for, for when we start talking about like the greater world. Um and, oh, and I'm, specifically I'm sure when we are... get to Europe. I'm stoked to oh. learn about Shadowrun Europe, dude. Shadowrun Europe is a whole different beast. And uh one of the other things you guys will probably really enjoy is when we start to dive into dragons as well. Oh, uh, anything Absolutely. about my about my boy D Town, I am so in, man. <laughs> well, hey, when we get to the 2050s, you'll be super excited because he does a whole lot more. Uh, right now, he's just on TV doing Worm Talk, which through, is still great. All through right, the so 2030s. So magic's been been fully known at this point. It's yes. it's kind of started to show its face. We've started to have implementation. Academically, yeah. Academics, specifically, kind of looking into it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so then, okay, so where we, we were at, what, 2034? We're in 2033 now, and we'll be experiencing one of the first metahuman law issues. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. Nothing nothing bad's ever happened in (laughs) Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Tulsa school board refuses to admit a troll into school. To add insult to injury, the board then tries to fine the parents for violating the state's compulsory education law. I swear to God, if this ends in the Tulsa metahuman race riots, dude, I I can't with fucking Shadowrun anymore. I swear.
2: I swear.
0: We go forward a little bit in 2035. Well, it doesn't hit till... Till later. Okay, we'll get there. The, there's there's some metahuman riots uh, because of some well, racism that's experienced. I'm, and I'm talking that about happens s- in the coming years. I'm talking about specifically in Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma, though. That's oh. that's more <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know if it specifically starts. Okay. There. So uh, there there's other stuff that happens around the world that causes a, a bunch of things. Okay. It all it all actually takes place almost in one night. They refer to it as the night of rage, and and we'll get there. Okay, so so we have uh, metahuman Brown versus the Board of Education. Yeah, pretty much. And then they try and fine the parents for not enrolling the child into education, which is compulsory. That okay. Uh-huh. And they they try and file a suit against the board, but lose. Okay. So there's the, like, the starting point, of the irritations, right? Uh
2: huh.
3: Okay, guys, we're tied up three-three. This is game point. All right, let's push the right tape. Copy.
0: Roger that. I got your six.
3: Move, move, move. Clear front. Moving on the objective. Contact left. I got him! I got him! No, 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 not now! Oh, man, this stupid short-wire deck. Well, that's it. Game over, team. I'm logging off. Same. Man, I really need to work this deck out. Incoming message. Incoming call from Leap Boy. Who's this?
1: Oi, 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 chummer!
3: you tired of
0: getting geeked in this game? You need this Wiz Ren Raku deck, the Craft Work 1! Ditch your short wire gear and level up. Order yours today from any major corpse store. Then we go into the 2034-2035. And this is where we're getting some of the cool stuff. Like the Shiawase research and development team successfully develop the first Type-O genetically engineered organs. Okay. okay. That's
1: actually that's pretty down. Actually dope. really good news. Yeah, that's that's yep. okay. Yep. The, I'm waiting the corp- for the downside. That's the corporate. <laughs>
0: the corporate court immediately grants them a patent on the process.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah. So you can buy it. From them. From them. Yeah. For whatever they want to charge for it, which I'm sure is reasonable. Oh yeah. yeah. Probably.
1: They're yeah. up like Thirty trillion dollars on the screen, or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's only an arm and a leg for a type for a type O kidney. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> That's what we call the law of equivalent exchange.
1: Oh, you Shenha, you Shen, oh.
0: Ah and november 10th the southern states that sent representatives to atlanta in 2032 secede from the ucas and form the confederation of american states cas yes C-A-S, cas tyler Yee-haw! come on come on tyler this is although fears of a second civil war run high the split is handled relatively orderly so it's there's, time there's we're no fighting yeah, they just let him go. I mean, like we're still within like what, like five years of the UCOS being formed as well in the first place. Like I'm well, sure twenty, yeah, twenty thirty, and then twenty thirty five ish is around when the cost secedes. Yeah, I'm sure that the U.S. wasn't trying to start another civil war again. You know, third well, time's the charm, right? Especially after losing all the land again to the Native yeah. American nation. So yeah, right. Like yeah, the like, U- the U.S. president was just like, you know what? The U.S. has it. got bigger problems to deal <laughs> with right now than what the South wants to do for sure. The Treaty of Richmond is signed on December 19th, which recognizes the costs as a sovereign nation.
2: Okay. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so hooray. They now are their own thing. I mean, I'm glad that Tyler gets to be stoked about the cost representation because at this point, I'm just part of the nan, so I'm just hanging out listening to all this history. I need so... a win,
1: bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like so... on whatever wins I can.
0: So are you ready for where the cost sets up their capital city?
1: Oh boy, how am I.
0: Where do you think it's going to go?
1: um Houston, Texas. I nope,
0: I'm nope. I, I'm going to guess um
1: Wait, let me see. So we got Atlanta uh, Oh. Oh, Birmingham? No. Okay. Birmingham.
0: The answer is uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Ah. Uh, oh, you know what? That's a solid pick. I'll give him that. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Atlanta? I mean yeah. that's where they all went to meet and sign the treaty. So and originally wanting to secede, so it makes sense. That,
1: that makes s- sense. Yeah. A
0: town down, baby. A town down. On May 1st of 2035, we see the emergence of Tir Tangri. Okay. After years of organizing nation and everything but name within the borders of the Salish Sheed Council. Lou Sherhand officially announces the formation of Hungary, the land of promise. And Lou Sherhand was one of those three elves. elves. The three elves. Okay, gotcha. Yep, he was one of the three elves. The next day, the Salish she did not take kindly to this and refuses to acknowledge the tier as an independent nation. They immediately launch an attack against the tier but are repelled by an unexpected well-armed tier military. (laughs) Out of nowhere. They expected to run into like a small militia and no, they run into a well-organized military fighting force. That's also apparently very well-equipped and no one really knows where or how they've they received all of their military equipment. Fingers are immediately pointed all over the board to any of the standing big corporations at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the Salish um, um, stand down after several days of attacks, and uh, they're forced to kind of give in to the tier and recognize it as a sovereign state. Okay. Even though they really don't want to.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're within Yukos Territory, or...? No,
0: they're in Nan Territory, the Salish. Ah, yes. They're in the Salish, because that's in Oregon. Oregon? Yeah, and Oregon would be part of the Nan. Mm Mm-hmm, that's correct. Uh, After the strength displayed by the Tier, the rest of the Nan uh, agrees to accept the Tier as a sovereign nation. Gotcha. And is the Tier, like, exclusively... A region for elves or is it... That's what they tout it as at the very onset of of it being announced. Okay. When they announce to the world, here we are, Uh they offer and open their doors to any elves that wish to come to the nation. Gotcha. Other people, of course, will make tracks to try to get there through immigration and everything, but uh, elves are given preferential treatment beforehand Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: in may of this same year with the cost distracted by economic and political growing pains atz land forces invade southern texas no they make it all the way to austin oh no which becomes a divided city and and the texas capital is moved to dallas fort worth
1: hell yeah Mm. You so, know, <laughs> from, from that, Austin becomes a
0: divided city where at land forces, which basically as technology are on one side and Lone Star on the other, just staring at each other, waiting for somebody to make a move.
1: Oh, oh,
0: that's what comes from this. It's like a
1: North Korea, South Korea kind of thing.
0: Like, yep. That's what it becomes.
1: Wow. Uh, there's a metaphor. There's a modern day metaphor there somewhere.
0: Uh, somewhere. In July of this year, we go to Africa. Okay. Satellite imagery reveals the natural landscape of Africa is undergoing a major transformation. Later research suggests that Africa went through a form of continental awakening. Where the mana is coming back to the world enough that now changes on continents are beginning to be seen. Oh, okay. So this also actually affects... like manifesting mm-hmm. the Earth. Yes. This also okay. affects Brazil with a surge of growth in the rainforest area. You know, Brazil needed a W. <laughs> they definitely did. In September of the same year, frustrated by the unwillingness of the cost to help Texas regain her lost territory, guess what Texas does? Something rational, I'm sure, secedes from the cost and I, forms I the Republic of Texas. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah, we secede Let's again. Let's go. Let's you, go. You finally, you finally get it, Tyler. <laughs> finally.
1: I know my people. What can I say? <laughs>
0: Texas immediately starts their own campaign against the Atlant forces.
1: <laughs> the stars and <at> <laughs> <it>.
0: right. <laughs> deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs>
1: It's, the, uh, wait, wait, it's a sovereign state
0: or? Uh, no, they form the Republic of Texas. Yep. Which basically becomes their own territory. So they're not even part of the cost. They're their own thing.
1: It's only right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: About time. If you ask me.
1: Yeah. All that dead weight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, in November of this same year. The United Nations faces disillusion after years of dwindling membership. I mean, I would have thought that the United Nations would have just already been gone when the Corpo United Nations <laughs> came into existence. But Well, y- yeah, because um, with their dwindling membership, economic troubles, and their complete failure to prevent the Euro wars... Uh, At the last moment, the corporate court steps in to rescue and revitalize the organization. Basically, the corporate court takes over the UN.
1: Damn. Oh, oh, okay.
0: So now they have the World Bank and they now are the United Nations.
1: They have the everything.
0: They have made the correct moves into acquiring the everything. This is where you see the setup to where the corporate council the corporate court is basically now going to become the de facto last say on international anything.
2: It really run
0: the world now. I I, I see no problems that could possibly stem from this much power given to corporations. Cool, cool. (laughs) Uh yeah. Oh you say that like that's not gonna be the case. (laughs) 20 and 30, <laughs> 2036 California goes independent. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, okay. Well, sure. wait, so wait, was California not part of the NAN? Uh no. They declared themselves a free state from the NAN. Okay. And then they officially become independent in 2036. They're seen as a free state all the way until this time where they become their own thing. Uh Texas's exit from the cost did not last long.
2: Oh.
0: in in january in january of 2036 with them not being able to retake the lost territory from Matt's land they choose to rejoin the (laughs) cost not even a full year the stars are deep in the heart of Texas, Texas. Uh, wow. uh, also in
1: 2036
0: C-A-S, I just want to say C-A-S, I just want to say
1: that I wish Texas was this obstinate in real life as new one to give the fuck up uh, <laughs> If if only, right? Dude, my my faux patriotism was a flaring. And then you <laughs> go and tell me
0: this. Oh, yeah, yeah I had to let you, I, I tried to let you down easy. We have to build you up so we can tear you down, Tyler. We can't just Dude. keep tearing you down moment after. Moment. Oh, you're Come so on, right.
1: Man. You, so, you got to give me that like briefest, brightest moment of hope. Uh, here in
0: 2036 <laughs> is when they make the uh, global shift to the new yen as the global currency.
1: Ah.
0: This is the year.
1: This is our year.
0: This is our year.
1: You're the roaring 30s, man. Eventful. Lots
0: happened. Yeah, a lot happened yeah. in the 30s. It, it is Oof. Yeah, I remember in the first episode we were knocking out like decades within like 5 minutes and that I feel we, like we've... we've spent like almost 2 hours or an hour and a half on just the 30s. <laughs> uh more fun news in 2037, dock Wagon is established.
1: Ooh, oh, cool! Profitable,
0: very. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I have a question. Yeah. So, with dock wagons, do dock wagons employ mage doctors? Yes, they do. Okay, cool. That's it. That's the extent of the question. I just okay. I wanted to bring it back to around to our pH dabber cadabra. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're correct; they do employ mage doctors. Yes, I, al- I also may have just wanted an excuse to say pH dabber cadabra. I uh, well, that that makes sense too. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, okay. I I have a question also uh, that actually could tie into the dock wagon thing. Um, that's either going to be really, really nice or uh, horribly realistic. Okay. Uh, What does the healthcare system look like at this point within the Shadowrun world? (laughs) I'm going to go by that laugh to mean that we have not adopted the universal healthcare within the UCAS. I don't think they do. Um, Once once the the ink is dry and brings in Canada, they might explore it a little bit. But Mm. then you have... Dock wagon that comes in that people can sign up for healthcare through that mm-hmm. kind of takes the weight off of it as well. Mm-hmm. So still privatized, but not the same as the current system we have of privatized healthcare. Right. Yes. It, it does gotcha. go under, it does undergo some changes. Okay. Not very drastic, but still. Yeah. Uh, also in 2037. The dragon Lofweer, who has acquired the corporation Sederkrupp Industries, moves their headquarters to Essen, and the move turns Essen effectively into the great dragon's personal kingdom. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. All right. Why not? Because dragons do what dragons do. Dragons do what dragons <laughs> do. <man. laughs> who's going who's gonna to tell the dragon no, is my question. You know, yeah. like,
1: I get it. I get it. If I can't get behind or back the Lone Star State, I will back up a frickin' dragon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Officially, Doc Wagon starts on June 12th of 2037 in Atlanta, Georgia. Promising to oh, so better comes provide out of the emergency. Yep. Promising to better provide emergency on-site medical care. An increasing response call faster than any other private medical service. So we now have privatized ambulances and privatized police forces. Well, yeah, think about it. Dockwagon becomes a corporation, which grants them the rights of extraterritoriality. So, yeah, private ambulances, private hospitals, Mm. all the fun stuff that comes with being your own sovereign country. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's what happens. Uh 2038, London riots and German secession. What is German Germany seceding from? Russia? Is, well because you had mentioned that that Russia was trying to invade into Germany after Poland. So uh, after years of disagreements over meta-human rights, Germany's conservative Southern states secede to form the Southern German League. The eastern part of Germany has fallen to the Euro wars and Russia. And then the, what's left over kind of over the years destabilizes. And Germany basically takes a giant step backwards and becomes a bunch of little independent nations again. So it's mm. almost like Germany steps back into the Middle Ages. Gotcha. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, they lose so much of their land. They're really no longer... One nation. Hmm. Okay. And what are the London riots in regards to? Uh, dissatisfied with the government response to the Adams Hoffman scandal, which was uh, a scandal that was for the past 15 years, the Adams Hoffman Corporation was conducting genetic experiments, poverty stricken populace. Mm, okay Was so this people was riot th- about that what so <laughs> I, I don't know about that uh was this specifically like metahuman experimentation or was it just across the board it was just across the board most likely on the okay. poverty stricken gotcha yep okay so that sounds like europe still having a good time yeah uh okay. the riots kick off the riot the first riot ends on the Tower Bridge when UK troops open fire on the rioters. Mm, usually bodes well. Yeah, this event gives birth to the terrorist organization, the Lambeth Martyrs. Uh, UK is unable to restore order in Lambeth. The government uses the military to seal it off, creating the Lambeth Containment Zone. Which is now the they- entirety of the UK? No, it's just a portion of... Uh, in Lambeth, oh, okay. sounding eerily like um, V for Vendetta, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> totally fair. Um, I mean, I was I was thinking like Seattle Metroplex situation, but no, you're super right. That's way more V for Vendetta. Um, yeah. I'm sure that things go well in the DMZ of the UK. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I also forgot to say that around this time in the 2030s, there's another tier nation that appears. Oh, okay. Outside and, of the one established in Oregon? Yes, outside of the one that's established in Oregon. There's the tier Tongari that's in Portland, and the other tier nation that comes about is that of Tier Nanag. Tier Nanog. Where's that show up? Ireland. The entirety of the island. You know, I should have guessed... <laughs> With a name like Tyr Nanog, I that makes a lot of sense. And the elves that take over there basically <laughs> kick everyone out. Oh, so they're they're not even trying to front like like to Tatongari was of nope. being like uh-uh. elves prioritized. They're just like straight up this is for us now. Yes. Okay. They kick out everybody. Uh in September of twenty thirty eight. Uh, they expel Ares macro technology from the country because they allowed cybernetically enhanced employees. Oh. Okay. So the elves don't like cybernetics. In Tier Nanag, the elves don't like, don't cybernetics. like cybernetics. In okay, Tier yeah. Tongari, the uh-huh. elves like cybernetics. Okay. Gotcha. It so, becomes so- this weird dichotomy of the two tier nations not seeing eye to eye. Basically, uh-huh. you have the elves of the Nog wanting to be more magic-centered uh, yeah. in, in their ancestry and everything, and are all about their past ancestries. They're all a bunch of hippies. Kind of, or, <laughs> dru- or druids, you know? Yeah, actually, you know what? Going back to like the druidic history of Ireland and just taking it back for the elves, that actually checks out a <laughs> right? lot. Yeah, that, uh, that checks out a lot. And then the Terengri are more forward-thinking and they're accepting of technology and they actually look forward more to the integration of technology and magic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they're like the free thinkers and they try to have decent diplomatic relations with each other, but they don't always, they don't always see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That checks out. as will often happen uh, with uh you know technological improvement and then in 2039 we finally have the night of rage the night of what i'm sorry the night of rage is in 2039 Okay, is this uh, when the reformation of uh, Rage Against the Machine happens in a world tour? No, which would okay. be really cool, but no. Okay, again, trying uh, to trying to come at everything with an optimistic <laughs> outlook into Shadowrun. <laughs> mm-hmm. I realize that it's usually a losing battle, but yes, it's worth this one. For. I gotta try. This one particularly goes bad. Okay, well, After- you know. The vast majority of things in Shadowrun so far have not particularly gone good. So I think it's I think it's easier to par just for the say course. par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> so in February, after years of ongoing discrimination against the metahumans, mm-hmm. often resulting in violence, mm-hmm. ignites a cultural spark of riots around the globe.
2: Okay. Oh.
0: Around the world, metahumans take to the streets, sometimes peacefully, other times not, to protest their treatment as second-class citizens. Okay. This entire event becomes known as the Night of Rage because of the reaction to it. Understandably so. In Seattle, the governor's reaction was to round up metahumans and herd them into warehouses on the Tacoma waterfront. That I'm sure went over well when an anti-metahuman terrorist set fire to the warehouses hundreds die and riots both pro and anti-metahuman engulf the city
1: jesus that might be
0: the biggest yikes it really was it was definitely the biggest yikes. yikes they were they were rounding them up in an effort to try to protect them and the result was horrific
1: more feel-good vibes in Shadowrun. <laughs>
0: uh, another little snippet from that is that event also created a notorious gang that plagues the Seattle Metroplex to this day. A notorious what? A notorious gang. Oh, okay. It, from the Night of Rage, this gang called the Halloweeners was created.
3: Oh, uh, they are
0: already my favorite thing are, that we talked about. Are they
1: wiener-themed?
0: Oh. You know what? Actually, the 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 Halloweeners are the first guys that you have the interactions with in the uh the the Shadowrun games, the new ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. They like, I, was, they like, I they like they like to burn why, things. I was like, why does that name sound so familiar already? <laughs> they like to burn things. Okay. Were they the ones on, responsible for burning the warehouses? Uh no. A lot of oh. them were survivors.
1: Oh. Whoa
0: yeah okay okay a lot of them were survivors and they banded together and they formed the halloweener gang they a lot of them wear these like fire retardant trench coats and they'll specialize in molotov cocktails or firebombs and they're notorious for attacking uh corporate installations okay they blame the corporations two quick questions on this yeah uh, first one, is this a meta-centric gang? Or they like act- a meta-exclusive gang? Or They started as meta-centric and then over time have expanded to allow uh, non-meta-humans into the gang. Okay, secondly, why Halloween? There is not a reason, a definitive reason as to why they're called the Halloweeners. Uh, other than just that i guess from the fear of that night interesting did it did it happen on halloween no the riots no. Oh. The, the, oh, they just... started in february <clears throat> oh it would have made more sense if they started in october and that's when that happened but yeah like now I just... they start the naming they start in conventions february.
1: in shadowrun are so interesting that i feel like there has to be something there
0: well one of uh the, 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 the original gang leader's name was slash and burn but i, I but again i don't, what does that have to do with halloween i feel like that doesn't have anything to do with halloween i'm so I, okay i know <laughs> i just i just want to know why halloween I just, <laughs> that's, that's all i want to know <laughs> i just want to know okay that's that's fair if there's sadly no... i don't have a definitive answer for you no that's fair and like even i've kind of been googling around to see if i could find anything as well mm-hmm. there's nobody nobody has an answer nobody has an answer. it's just their flaming symbol is a jackal their symbol is a yeah. flaming jack-o-lantern mm-hmm. they they were they running wear around black and, and then black and orange yeah Wear black and orange and eventually get taken out by renraku apparently and that's yes okay yeah that's that's also, like, that's all I could find on it, too. I just, that, why are they called Halloween? God it. I, You know, you'll it's have fine. to it's try fine. and get in touch it's with fine. one of the original creators. You know what? I will. Give me their email. <laughs> <So I'm laughs> strongly worded right now. I want an strongly entire... Strongly worded. Can I have an entire novel about the Halloweeners and why they called that? Please. <laughs> thank you. One whole entire I'll write it booklet. if they want. Yeah, there you go. Just yeah, reach out. I'll, I'll write it on the cheap. <laughs> Continuing on for this wonderful, wonderful year,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> there's an attack on the Sears Tower that sends it crashing down into the streets of Chicago. Between the attack and the fires that nearly engulf the loop afterwards, more than 26,000 people are killed. I don't remember if this was brought up. Is there like a major play or like is Chicago a major part of the UCAS for any specific reason? Or yes, is it just okay? Uh, Right now, Chicago is the headquarter area for Aries Macro Technology. For Aries, that's what it was. Okay, they came from Chicago. Yes, Aries has their headquarters in Chicago. Okay, that's why you're hearing so much about what happens in Chicago as well gotcha because it's like all of the origins of mm-hmm. people starting to have anti corporate sentiment and Aries is the main one to go for this is in 2039 this is all about the anger towards meta humanity okay gotcha yeah, it, in march the human irish american organization called the knights of the red branch who are angry who are angry at the elves of tirnanog for what they view as an unlawful occupation of their homeland. Set off a bomb at a popular Elven restaurant in Boston.
2: Oh along man. the St.
0: Patrick's Day parade route. Oh, oh no. I... Not our holy day. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: uh-huh.
0: yeah. It was not a good look. It was dubbed Bloody Thursday. That's very good. They were just looking for an excuse, weren't they? Six sons of bitches. Oh, those bastards. The
1: Red
0: Red Branch, the Knights of the Red Branch do hold out and they are still a thing in the current Shadowrun timeline that we're running,
1: Sinless. Oh, okay. For them, they are still trying
0: to figure out how to [SSSS1] get back at the tier.
1: I'm just trying to find some kind of positive. You you know, know, <laughs> don't got a lot to work with
0: in the world of Shadowrun. It's hard to know which terrorist to root for. You know, Oof, I just what a sentence. Uh, oh, you guys will like this. This is nice. You I mean, don't think it? that's going to be true. I this do. Is, I do. I'm, no, no, no. This up. I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting not, for I the promise, bamboozle. I'm expecting it now. <laughs> in Charleston, South Carolina, the first ever case is solved with the help of one of the criminal victim's ghosts.
1: That's very cool.
0: That is sick. But (laughs) also, I would would like to say, I feel like uh, whoever wrote that part of the lore for Shadowrun Uh the night before had just watched Rashomon for the first time, (laughs) and they're like, you know, that's a dope idea. (laughs) (sighs) So yes, this is the first documented case where magic is used to catch the serial killer. Okay, so I got to delve into that question for just a second here. Or that statement for just a second here. (laughs) What you got for me? How is the manifestation of ghosts represented within Shadowrun? Through astral spirits. Okay. You can still contact through magical means. You can pull the threads of a... It has to be recent. Like Uh of a recent victim. And you can still... Somewhat interact with their astral essence. Okay. Okay. So it's not just like ghosts are always existent within Shadowrun <laughs> no. all the time because of their no. attachment to the astral. It's only within a short window that it's available. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. However, this. I was gonna help. say, otherwise, the astral seems like it would be on nightmare location <laughs> to go into. Like every time, every time so- going forward, DSB <laughs> says I'm gonna go into the astral. I just imagine that it's like the worst possible a realm of screaming you, yeah you, could, it, it, you only it, it, see it as like tartarus from greek yeah. mythology <laughs> yeah like it's literally like a layer of hell that he's entering and he's just, into he's just gotten so just, numb to it yeah it's just <laughs> casual at this point he's just like ah jesus ghost get off me you know like. <laughs> so we can talk about the astral a little bit if you wanted to right now since it's seen with as and is described by mages when they project into the astral it's kind of like a grayscale cloud cloudy world basically prior to this court case when was the astral discovered
3: like you were saying Uh, that this was not long
0: after magic starts to become more mainstream the astral the astral realm is discovered okay so the astral's already been around in a thing for a while And people learn to perceive astrally and project astrally. Okay. Uh, They do learn some limitations of that as well. Mm -hmm. The limitations being when you're in the astral, you can move at the speed of thought. Okay. So you move extremely fast. You can cover great distances in the astral. You're limited in how long you can be in the astral based off of your, uh, in game terms, uh, based off your magic rating is how long you can stay there. Gotcha. Okay, I have another hypothetical here. Sure. So when you project yourself into the astral, your mm-hmm. astral form is tethered to your physical body still, correct? Uh... Or are you kind of like just completely removed from it? You're, there's no tether. You're completely removed. So you have to know where your body is to come back to it. Okay. So this leads to my second question. Okay. Can anybody else within the astral take possession of of a body that's not their own? That is also empty from someone projecting into the astral. They cannot enter somebody else's body. However, some spirits can Okay, so specifically dead astral beings that no longer have a physical body. Can't just take over somebody that's astrally projecting, no. Gotcha. Okay, that's because I was like, that was another (laughs) thing where I was like, man, the possession industry is booming in the Shadowrun (laughs) world. However, some spirits can take over uh, a body of a mage that is astrally projecting. What do you mean by spirits? So... You know how shamans can summon spirits of the land and there are elementals, right? Right, okay. There are other astral beings that are referred to as spirits. Mm. Uh, One of the more nasty ones that comes about in, it's not really discovered until the 2050s, is something called a Sheetam spirit. Okay. And they're these nasty little octopi-looking spirits, right? Mm -hmm. And they love to find fresh bodies to inhabit or mages that happen to be actually projecting. Mm. They'll inhabit them. Oh, okay, cool. And and they'll just get up and walk away. And then (laughs) there's, there's your zombie effect right there. I now am trying to imagine, like, the court case of somebody trying to justify that they didn't commit murder because their body was being possessed by an astral spirit at the time. Uh, if you can prove it, yeah, the astral signature of the spirit would still be on the body. <laughs> that's that's you pretty know, cool. There, actually, there's something, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so not all. Yeah, once still. All right. Once, yeah. Once sheetum spirits are discovered, more uh, morgues are then. Um, Astrally warded. Ah, okay. And to it, prevent if, that. If a place is astrally warded, does that just mean that a bean from the astral cannot enter within the ward vicinity? Is that how it yeah, works? Yeah, it basically creates a wall of magic that they can't go through. Or if they try to force their way through, the mage that created the ward instantly gets alerted. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. So whenever we talk about in the game where something is warded. Um, that's, that's what we mean. There's a, there's been a magical barrier that's been erected. So spells and astral entities or spirits or elementals can't cross that barrier. Okay. Without either forcing their way through to break the barrier or being summoned on the other side of it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. What were we even talking about that we got onto the astral? I (laughs) I completely forgot. Now We were talking about crime. Astral. Oh, that's right! Crime, magic, crime. magic, astral and crime. crime. Yes. Magic oh, that's and crime. right. And then we discussed the, the astral, the ghost that was used to pu- to, to to prove the murder with the secret yeah. Come. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. See, gotcha, now, gotcha. We're, now we're back. <laughs> okay, we've made it back. We've made it back in September of the twenty thirty nine of the year year of rage, basically. Um. In the costs, Senate hearings begin on charges of racial prejudice against metahumans and their families. The hearings publicly reveal shocking reports of conditions that amount to slavery in most states. Okay, question. In response. For... Hang on, in response, okay. the NAN impose sanctions on the cost to encourage reform. Okay, so question on that. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, what has been the kind of like norm in terms of metahumans being a part of Lone Star and Night Orent? Oh, corporations will still accept them. Okay, I I was just wondering if like Lone Star and Night Orent <laughs> were still like majoritively like human staffed, or if it was no, already integrated and uh, corporations generally are taking anybody at this time. Like you. You become part of the corporation when you join it, right? Okay, you're a citizen of the corporation now. That's how they view you. Well, I, I, I guess I was mostly asking in reference to like having issue with racial prejudice against metahumans. I'm assuming, I mean, from, of like, course... a, from like a cop and like law enforcement right, right. standpoint, if that was mm-hmm. being instigated by the fact that there wasn't metahuman representation within those within those forces you still got metahuman representation now of course you'll probably still see some of that oppression right you know right from from those entities because that's that's what it's been aimed at how it's metahumanity has has been the target right pretty much right and that that makes sense that I expected I was just wondering if it was more of like a we still don't have elf cops you know like oh no no we we definitely still Okay. We still do have those okay so we have the reformation <laughs> in 2039 right <laughs> in 2040 yay we've made it uh one of the fun things of 2040 is in the seattle metroplex the construction begins on the Renraku arcology oh and nothing bad ever happens there <sighs> yeah that becomes a real important place um Further on in the timeline, we're definitely going to have to do an entire episode, maybe an entire two episodes about the arcology from what you've told me so far, Uh, just in passing. We could probably do one whole episode on the arcology. But (laughs) I I know that it starts here in 2040. 2040. Yeah, they begin building it. And it was, uh, when they begin building it, it's an exercise to create a self contained city. Gotcha. Within a city. Okay. That was still governed by a corporation. Renraku, yeah. Right. Okay. So it would uh, okay. So 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 <laughs> logistically so, it's, it's a nightmare. <laughs> I just want to see if I just let let, let let me know if this makes sense. So it's essentially a subnation of a corporate nation existing within the freestanding area of the Seattle Metroplex, uh-huh. which is attached to the Yukos. Uh-huh. but exists independently within the realm of the nan yes gotcha we're all on the same page here tyler <laughs> that makes sense to you uh yeah <laughs> sick follow my circular logic <laughs> all right sick glad we're all still here mm. <laughs> it is a massive massive oh jesus structure so much so that when it gets completed it casts a shadow on part of the downtown city so to overcome that they created a mirror surface so that it projects what's on the other side
2: (laughs) so that part
0: of the city isn't just covered in shadow I was really hoping that they just would refer to those as like the Shadowlands or something <laughs> so like that. Like, I'm banishing
1: you to the Arcology Shadowlands. No, please. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like 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 seriously, man. Like I feel like that's like one step up from the from the barons at this point. Uh yeah, well, the barons are their own kind of thing. <laughs> okay, so the arcology gets established in 2040. Yes, Arcology okay. gets established uh, to try and lift some of the sanctions that the NAN has imposed on the costs. Uh, the newly el- elected president uh, brings meta- brings some metahumans into key cabinet posts of the, of the costs to show that they're working on not being total shitbags. Horribly, horribly racist. <laughs> yes, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah on to 2041 okay dragons and fey uh all the fun things in this year so we have oh boy we have global oil merging with yukos steel because that needed to happen Hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) DockWagon becomes Atlanta's de facto official on-site healthcare provider.
2: So okay. there you
0: go for your healthcare. Gotcha. They just boom. They just are. <laughs> yeah. They okay. basically throughout the cost, DockWagon just goes, it's us. Just rely on us. Uh, in July of twenty forty one in the UCOS, all professional athletic leagues are required to admit metahumans.
1: Nice. Very
0: nice. Do you take imagine, that w. We'll do take you imagine that W trolls in the NFL.
2: I'm never
0: not <laughs> in <imagining that. laughs> oh, so in 2042 uh, Blood Bowl becomes the primary sport <laughs> of the Shadowrun world is what you're telling me <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in the, the lifestyle uh, living in the sixth world I did pull up some specific sports that become oh, okay. uh, mainstream and kind of grow from meta humanity being brought in to this sporting world that professional athletics and everything hey man as long as i still get jim johnson and bob bifford on the mics that's all i care about <laughs> well the other thing you have to take into account too is for these professional leagues uh cyberware yeah 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 that makes sense too mm-hmm. so i'm assuming that there's like an augmented federation and a non-augmented federation yes there are two okay. separate ones yeah okay yeah that makes sense uh and the awakened like physical adepts uh-huh. are allowed to participate in the augmented version makes sense yeah that also makes sense so that's a that's a w we'll right take that's, that. that's, we'll that's, take that's that. a big one right yeah yeah uh you also see a big tragedy uh, this dragon oh, god damn it god damn it so easy <laughs> This dragon actually attacks a Euro Air flight. Oh, yeah. Okay. No one knows why the dragon attacked the the air or attacked the the flight. Uh, over Europe is flying right from, I think, France to Italy. I'm not exactly sure of the the listed flight plan but the dragon just attacks them out of nowhere and one passenger stands up to the dragon and there's this epic spell duel of this one dude and a dragon in the air okay that's super sick but i did just want to say real quick uh i'm pretty sure that we all know the reason why the dragon attacked the plane it was. It was trying to fuck that plane. Like, let's <laughs> let's be real. The dragon didn't know what a plane was. It was trying to fuck that plane.
1: Oh no! I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened.
0: Oh jeez. Well, in 2042, you'll enjoy this. Your favorite dragon, Dunkle on comes more into the limelight. D dog. Let's go. Well deserved. <laughs> also, wait, wait, hang on. Okay, so wait. I I I feel like real quick. I feel like we're glossing over this epic magic duel that took place in a in an airplane against a dragon. Mm-hmm. Who was the person that was involved in this epic magic duel? And do nobody, they come? nobody knows. No, I don't want that. That's the worst answer. It's just some guy, just some dude, just starts like, slinging spells at a dragon and actually holds the dragon off for a bit before the flight tragically crashes. Oh man. I was really hoping that he like fucked off the dragon and it just left him alone and that would be no, sick. No, it downs the oh. plane. It downs the plane. Uh most of the passengers are lost. Nobody knows if that particular guy lives or not. Oh man. Okay. Well, that's upsetting. I want to know more about this plane wizard, but that's fine. That's that's fine. Okay. Yeah, so there's so... there's actually the whole flight recording. <laughs> I have the whole flight recording. Uh I could I could send it to you later. I, I would be intrigued by that. That sounds sick. All right. For so sure. so D-Dog rolls back into town. Yep, he rolls back in. Good things for the UCOS. Look on the way. Uh the corporate council puts together the business recognition accords that establish the requirements for corporate extraterritoriality. So they actually come up with rules. Uh, so you can't just be like, I'm a corporation now. Here's my land. Okay. That's probably something that should have been done like 10 years ago when they <laughs> formed the, the UN of corporations. But you know what? I'm glad that we eventually got there. Better late than never, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we have some type of land control jurisdiction in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yuka in the Yuka's Ares launches Project Sedonia, which launches a probe to perform detailed scans of Mars. Why? Uh, that comes up as we get closer to the 2070s. Okay, fair enough. I just, I, I, I even like now. In, 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 in reality, I do uh-huh. not understand our obsession with Mars. Mars <laughs> seems trying like. trying to get to a new planet, man. But Mars is like the most boring planet in our solar <laughs> system. Like it's just a big red rock. Like every other planet seems infinitely cooler than Mars. And I get that it's also the closest one. So like that makes sense. But I just, I, I, I've never understood the obsession with Mars. <sighs> Uh I I don't know. I think it's just that whole uh the new frontier a- aspect, you know. That's fair. People people like to go and explore. We're we're explorers by heart, right? Yep. Uh, mostly to the most most of the time to our own detriment, but that well, is y- you know statement. you got to break a few eggs You get with you got to kill you can't make an omelet without killing a few people. Uh <laughs> all right, so we launched the probe. Yep, we launched a- we launched la- no, launch it, the probe. Is the probe launched by any specific corporation? Or is it launched? Uh, Ares. Like, okay, so Ares launches it. But it's yes. like the UCOS are the ones claiming yes, responsibility for it. Yeah, it's like a joint UCOS-Ares gotcha. endeavor. Because Ares is based out of Chicago. So that makes sense. Yes. yes, Got gotcha. you. Uh, your first episodes of Worm Talk begin airing. Ugh, number one. Number one Trid in the in the UCAS. It actually trends really high. I mean, how could it not, man? Like, I, I will let you know, if a dragon showed up today and just started a talk show, I would tune into every single episode because that sounds like the most fascinating shit. That would be the coolest. So I, I am 100% on board with Worm Talk. All right. Also in 2042, the UN, which is now controlled by the Corporate Council, remember, uh, officially recognizes Sasquatches <laughs> as sentient <Ooh>. species.
1: <gasps> Finally. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Bigfoot is
0: real and he can think. <laughs> and Bigfoot is real and he can vote, damn it. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. So, okay. I have a question. Yeah. Yes. What is what is the what is the cryptid situation within the Shadowrun universe? Are oh. are there other cryptids as well that are real, or is it just sasquatches? No, there are other things that come to light that are real, thanks to Awakened Critters. Fantastic. Okay, we can delve into that later. I just wanted I I just wanted to know if it was uh, just sure 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 because because it's always sasquatches. Everybody loves the Sasquatch. It always starts with sasquatches. Doesn't it, it always starts with sasquatches. Uh, at the end of the year in 2042, the the data from the Cydonian Sidonian Mars probe is intercepted and destroyed by unknown wow. forces. Oh, okay. It's the these dastardly unknown forces, man. I, <laughs> put your tinfoil hat on, man. It's gonna get weird. Okay, I already assume that these are the same unknown forces who created the bioweapon and crashed the internet <laughs> continue <laughs> and until stole I'm, the nuke. Remember stole, don't the re- nuke, don't stole, stole the nuke and stole the nuke. Yeah. Yep, un- yep. Until any of these are proven otherwise, I'm going to assume that this is all one group that are we will two for refer to as the <laughs> unknown forces. So here here we come to some of the weird in 2043. We oh, see, now things get weird. We see the birth of the Brotherhood. This already sounds bad, but go on. <clears throat> it's called Universal Brotherhood, and they welcome the public to open houses.
2: Oh, okay, The Universal
0: yep. Brotherhood is created and seen as like, hey, we're this lovely soup kitchen organization that is for the downtrodden and the homeless." If you uh-huh. have no place to go, come to the Universal Brotherhood and we'll take care of you. Okay. So I'm starting to see where Loki got his ideas from. <laughs> well, you're not gonna like where these ideas go. Oh, I'm assuming that they're gonna go similarly to where Loki's <laughs> ideas are going. But go the, uni- on? <laughs> the Universal Brotherhood opens up first in California. Okay. Which is the in which is an independent nation, right? <clears throat> yes. They're okay. the California Free State is what they're okay. called. Okay. <laughs> You're laughing uh, which means things are only going to go good from here. Well, it's weird in this time uh, 2040 because some meta human nations are starting to be declared. Oh. Okay. Like, like in in Europe in the Black Forest, uh-huh, the troll kingdom is established. Nice. Sick. Sick. Okay. So uh, is there's... this is this them just basically taking a note from the tier and going but what if we did that? Kind of, and especially after the Knights of Rage. Right. It's these uh, metahuman groups coming together and forming these communities. You know what? After the Knight of Rage, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, The dwarf-ruled Grand Duchy of Westershire Luxembourg is founded. Ah, nuke it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Get it off the map. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Uh, news from Tir Nanog comes out with someone named Lady Brain Dena names herself Queen of the Salie Court. What is that? That is the ruling body of the like, nation of Tir Like the
1: Salian on Saeli Court? Yes. What? Yeah.
0: Oh, so this is the ruling party of, of the Irish elves? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Tyler, do you want to explain that reference that you were surprised by because I uh, missed so that one.
1: from my very limited knowledge, the Salian and Salian courts are like the court of the fae mm-hmm. um, of the different seasons, depending on the interpretations.
0: uh, so they're so they're just doubling down on the uh, druidic representation mm-hmm. lifestyle scenario. Yes, gotcha., uh, in July, Dock Wagon opens their first Seattle office in 2043. Oh, it took them long enough. Well, they just got set up in the cost. So, you know, making their way. Oh, that's fair. What well, was 2041 was or right? Yeah. twenty forty one. Okay. So, two okay. Years, then yeah. 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 Years. Okay. Then that makes sense. Uh, also in this year, professional gladiator games debut. Let's
2: oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Think about that. Okay. Here's an important question. I feel. Okay. Where do they debut? In the UCAS. Okay, that's actually surprising to me. Really? I thought that this was going to be a cost thing for Mm -hmm. sure. No, no, no. UCAS first. Okay, fair enough. I, you know, (laughs) I'm glad that Tyler uh mm with me on that one, so it wasn't just, you know. No, (laughs) I'm I'm very much like...
1: That sounds I, that like just, something
0: that that seems like a cost thing, right? Like absolutely, it seems like the as cost the cost, cost the representative
1: one, here. Yeah, as our yes. cost
0: representative mm-hmm. on this
1: podcast, <laughs> I am surprised. Wait, is <laughs> it wait, is it a sp- particular state that starts it? No, it just it just says UCAS. Okay,
0: so I imagine mm. two or is three this, professional. Is this like uh, full attempts. on death sport, gladiator games, or is this more like an American gladiator situation? Uh. It'd be more like an American gladiator situation, but remember, there are cyber limbs that are involved. Now. Right. No. So it would still be <laughs> way more entertaining. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. By far. I, okay. So I think I think why my shock of this comes about in the Ucos is because I was expecting like blood sport arena, <laughs> you know, like yes, no, that ancient makes sense. gladiatorial combat. Yes. And that's yes. kind of what surprised me with it, but knowing that it's more just like american gladiators but with cyber augmented humans now mm-hmm. that checks out and is also something that i would watch <laughs> uh in this same year we also get mentioned the first ever mention of the sixth world and that in comes to us people in terms of people to... yeah no in terms of the of that actual term the sixth world used in mm. in shatterrun and it comes out of Tier Tongari, and it's from that guy that I told you to keep an eye out for, Aaron the Scribe, the NPC. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He publishes. He publishes a work called "Mankind Ascendant," and uh-huh. he mentions the Sixth World Theory. Okay, and so I'm assuming that this is because he has been able to find out the existence of the Fourth World. Well, do you want me to? Lift that veil for you. No, no, no. Tell you (laughs) if that's gonna come. If if it's gonna come about, then we can do that. But Uh, it may come about in in some other things that we talk about. Okay, because Aaron does have his hands in a lot of things. Okay, okay. I have here simple yes no question. Then sure, sure. Is Aaron from the fourth world? Yes. Okay. Nice. Okay. That's so cool. Okay. Sick. Sick. So, but yeah, Aron's I'm sure that going on, man, I'm sure that answers some things for you. It checks out. Yeah, he's, he's from he's the fourth world, from the fourth world. So was he around in the fifth world era or did he just skip yeah. the fifth world and come back with magic? No, he okay. lived through the fifth world, too. OK, that's insane. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. My new second favorite character in Shadowrun. Okay. <laughs> can- yeah, he's up there. We can continue. <laughs> we can keep going now yeah i just I, I wanted to make sure yeah sure sure that makes sense yeah that was that was the fun stuff uh, so does the so does like the possi- or like how is the announcement of the sixth world existence like taken by the public was um, it was not received well. Oh, uh, okay. Obviously, there were lots of cries of, this doesn't make sense. It, it is mentioned that it is very controversial. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, not a lot of people are like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Because you're basically just... telling people that we've had four prior reality existences <laughs> that, yes, have, that have magic, all occurred. Magic has been around before and yeah. you know, nobody's really buying it. Okay, yeah, that, that checks out.
3: Hoi chummers, just wanted to take a moment and let you know about our Patreon. While we release episodes of Shadow Running on Empty every single week, we actually have a backlog of about four episodes at any given time, just to give us a little cushion in case we can't record on our schedule for whatever reason. You know, like holidays or bug spirits. If you're interested in getting access to the episodes early, as well as a bunch of other benefits like artwork for the show, news on changes or rollouts and sneak peeks at other things coming up, five new yen a month over on patreon.com slash critical underscore hits gets you full access to all of the bells and whistles. You can even get a shout out for your support at the end of every single episode of Stinless as well. So if you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support our work as well as get tons of bonus perks, that's the best way to do it. Thanks for your time, and see you on the next one. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sound, audio, video, and/or any proprietary materials used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to Critical Hits to use such names, logos, artwork, photographs, sound, audio, video, and/or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Critical Hits in any official capacity whatsoever.